What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the NBA All-Star Game and the NBA All-Stars. And by the time this podcast comes out, the NBA All-Star starters were announced the previous day. So we're going to tell you our reactions to the All-Star starters and our predictions for the reserves. And we'll also just kind of say who we were surprised by in the starters and who we probably thought should have gotten in over uh, other starters that did get in. But anyway, let's get right into it, Henry. And I want to start off with the Eastern Conference. And this one is probably the one that I would debate the most. Kevin Durant got the team captain. I agree with that. Durant, I think, has probably been, I don't know if you can really debate this much, the best player and the most dominant player in the Eastern Conference. I know you can probably debate Brad Beal. By the way, thank God he got in in as an all-star starter this year. I mean, if he didn't get in as a starter, he would have been robbed for the 20th year in a row, it seems. But anyway, yeah, Kevin Durant definitely deserved that team captain uh, that he was rewarded with. And Kyrie Irving, don't know if I agree with that. I'll get into that. Brad Beal, definitely agree with that, as I said. Giannis, definitely agree. Joel Embiid, definitely agree. The one I don't really agree with, and that, that's Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is putting up great numbers, and he's playing great. Definitely think he should be an all-star. But I would put Zach Levine over Kyrie Irving as an all-star starter. And they're putting up very similar uh, splits. Both are putting up near 28-5-5 and in terms of points per game, assists, and rebounds. And the Kyrie is shooting at a better rate from the field and behind the arc. But what I do have to say is Zach Levine comes up clutch. And he's been coming up clutch in more situations this season than Kyrie Irving has. And also keep in mind, Kyrie Irving chose not to play for like a month during the season. So I don't know why we are rewarding him with an all-star starter spot. And I understand he's been playing at a very high level when he was on the court, but, and it's not even by injury, but by choice, he just was not on the court. And I, I hate to say this, but I don't know if it was a very legitimate reason why he shouldn't have been on the court. And I'm not exactly sure. I mean, it's pretty much a mystery why he wasn't on the court at that time. He said there was a lot going on. Who knows what that means, especially with Kyrie Irving. But from what he's told us and from what we've heard, I mean, we have no clue, but yeah, I, don't, I don't know if his whatever was going on was worth a one-month leave off the NBA. Anyway, I don't think he deserved the spot. Zach Levine, like I said, they're putting up very similar numbers. But Zach Levine's just been the more clutch player, and he's been there for his team 100% of the time. He's won games single-handedly, it seems like, for his team. And he's doing this all with a lot less help than Kyrie Irving is. That's why I say you got to put Zach Levine over Kyrie Irving as a starter. Overall, though, I think they both deserve an all-star spot. But the one thing I don't agree with in the Eastern Conference starters 
was putting Kyrie Irving over Zach Levine. Yeah, Andrew, and I, I also I, – I don't think Kyrie Irving deserves to be an all-star starter. But I also don't think Zach Levine deserved to be an all-star starter as well. And hear me out, hear me out. I, I think James Harden should have been the second guard starter for the Eastern Conference. You saw it the other night. He single-handedly carried the Nets to a win over the Suns, and that's considered one of the best, I don't know, eight to ten teams, even maybe top five teams some by some people in the NBA right now without Katie and Kyrie had a 35-point near triple-double. I think that they're – and especially at this point, he's basically running point guard, averaging a triple-double, averaging 24, 8, and 11 – no one else in the league besides I think Jokic is doing that right now. And although the points aren't there, he's he's running the team very well. The team is, is a lot better when he's on the floor. And although Zach Levine's been clutch, his team seems to not be winning as many games. And James Harden, there's justification for him single-handedly winning games for a, for a Nets team without KD and Kyrie basically has one of the worst rosters in the NBA. And I'd say without KD and Kyrie, a James Harden-led Nets team is probably a worse roster than a Zach Levine-led Bulls team. All right, Henry, and you gave one instance of James Harden leading his team single-handedly to wins when Zach Levine has been doing it all season. Zach Levine has been more clutch than James Harden. And like I said, Zach Levine has had more instances with a worse roster single-handedly winning games for his team. James Harden, like Kyrie Irving, does deserve to be an all-star, just not an all-star starter. And I truly believe Zach Levine deserves that spot. But let's move on to the Western all-star starters. And first, I'll list them. LeBron James was the team captain, well-deserved. He's having an incredible season and doing it in his 18th season, I believe, in the NBA. Uh, 17th or 18th, I believe it is his 18th season that is unreal. LeBron James is having a hell of a season. Then you have Stephen Curry, well-deserved. Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic. Personally, I don't have a problem with any of this. And the only thing I, I think is up for contest is the second guard spot between Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard. But I have to say, I think Luka Doncic has been the all-around better player. But it's tough for me. And I really couldn't give you a great answer on why. I think, I mean, I just think Luka's been just the better all-around player. I mean, I think, ah, man, Henry, I'm honestly stuck with this. I'm really stuck. And I'm looking at it. Damian Lillard is the clutchest player in the NBA. I think we can all agree on that. As of right now, Damian Lillard is the clutchest player in the NBA. Without his sidekick, basically, and CJ McCollum, he's leading his team to one of the better records in the Western Conference, on the top half of the Western Conference for sure. I believe they're actually in the top quarter of the Western Conference. I think they're the fourth best team, fourth or fifth best team in the Western Conference right now. Without CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard's having hell of a season. Honestly, I'm here to say, you know what? I, I initially was going to say Luka Doncic what, deserves this spot. But now that I'm thinking about it and speaking out loud about it, 
I think Damian Lillard deserves that uh, second guard spot with Stephen Curry. And it's really tough for me, like like I've been saying. I think Luka Doncic does deserve it, but Damian Lillard deserves it more. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say I think they they got it wrong. Yeah, I think Damian Lillard should have been in that second guard spot over Luka Doncic. But speaking about the other starters, Stephen Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, LeBron, can't really debate that. So overall, I think they got two things wrong, one in each conference. I think they should have put Zach Levine as a starter over Kyrie Irving and Damian Lillard as a starter over Luka Doncic. Well, Andrew, until uh, Zach Levine uh, is putting up nightly nightly triple doubles, um, and and when the two best players on the floor are, I would okay. When KD and Kyrie are on the floor, is basically averaging a thirty-five point triple double. Then we can have him as an all-star starter for James Harden. But that's a a, a debate for another time. I completely agree with you on uh, about Dame Lillard. He, there is no debate. He should be an all-star starter. I don't like how you even had to contradict yourself at first. I mean, think about this. If you were, you were making the point about Zach Levine single-handedly winning games. If you think he's single-handedly winning games for him, Dame Lillard is doing it and he's doing it twice as well because he's averaging 30 right now. And in a better Western conference, his team is 18 and 10. And it has gotten better because of him without CJ McCollum on the court. He's he's dominating. And Dallas hasn't been able to win games. And they have Luka Doncic. They got Kristaps back. And they still have struggled to win games. I mean, they're the 10th seed right now. They're two games under 500. I, I really think there's little to no justification other than you can look at his assist and rebounding numbers that you can say that Luka Doncic deserves to be an all-star starter more than Dame Lillard. I mean, Luka Doncic is nearly averaging a 30-point triple-double. So, I mean, that's a big argument you could make. I mean, consistently, night in, night out, putting up really good numbers. But I can't contradict myself, like you said, and that's part of the reason when I was speaking out loud, I was like, what am I even talking about? Dame Lillard deserves to be an all-star starter just because I was talking about, like you said, you honestly said it best. I was talking about with Zach Levine, how he's single-handedly winning games for his team and being clutch when he needs to. Damian Lillard is doing all of that times two right now. So I, when I'm, if I'm using my same, basically my same measurements, to weigh who should be an all-star starter. You have to put Dame Lillard if I'm putting Zach Levine in. So like I said, I think Damian Lillard deserves to be in over Luca and Zach Levine deserves to be in over Kyrie Irving. But Henry, let's move on to kind of our last part of our all-star reactions and slash predictions. We're going to be predicting slash saying who we think deserves to be uh, reserves in the all-star going off of who already is a starter. So we already know the starters. So we'll say our seven reserves for each side. So let's get right into, into it. And we'll start with the East. 
And I have James Harden, really not debatable. Zach Levine, I honestly think he should be a starter. So that's a no-brainer for me. Jalen Brown, putting up a nice 26 points per game. Six rebounds and four assists. Very solid numbers. Definitely deserves to get in. Jason Tatum, I mean, he would be... I mean, he, he's probably one of the, those guys who is just so good, but because there are guys like Kevin Durant and Giannis who are just putting up unreal numbers, you, you can't put him in as a starter, but he's one of those guys who just works his butt off and plays well when he needs to. He's just one of those guys you can rely on night in, night out, excellent score, can do everything for your team. Jason Tatum is a superstar in this league. I think we can say now he's a star, but you can't give him that starter spot because of those guys like Kevin Durant and Giannis who are just putting up unreal numbers. So you have to put him as a reserve, but he probably deserves to be a starter. But like I said, can't put him in over Kevin Durant and Giannis. DeMontis Sabonis, I one of the more underrated players in the NBA, putting up almost 22 points per game. Uh, I believe almost if you round it up 12 rebounds per game and nearly six assists. Those are great numbers. Julius Randall, 23 points per game, 11 rebounds, five and a half assists. And then Nikola Vucevic. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I I'm sorry if I butchered his name at all. He's averaging nearly 23 and a half points per game and almost 12 rebounds per game. Those are my reserves. So once again, James Harden, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, DeMontis Sabonis, Julius Randle, and Nikola, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, Andrew, for the guards, I mean, I, it was pretty obvious. Harden, Brown, Levine should all be unanimous as the three guards coming off the bench for the East. Obviously, there's still a draft, but we know that these should be the three guys, I believe, that unanimously get the three guard spots in the Eastern conference and for for the front court, I think Tatum, like you said, is unanimous. I think there's no way you can take him out. And this is in no order. I think Julius Randle deserves to get in what he's done with the Knicks team that everyone expected to be near the basement of the East is phenomenal. I mean, he's averaging almost a 22 point triple double at this point in the season. And the fact that he's been doing that is just absolutely incredible. I think, like you said, DeMontis Sabonis should be, in there he's one of the more underrated power forwards in the nba he's a very versatile offensive player needs to work on his defense but who cares about defense at this point in the nba and speaking of a defensive guy we have bam Adebayo. he's average he's been the one constant on a miami team that has had little to no constant all year i mean they've had covid jimmy butler's been out tyler hero's been out uh everyone it seems like has been out Adebayo is averaging 20 points uh, I think 11 rebounds, five assists. And that's that's incredible for a guy who's at his sides. I mean, he's also shooting 40% from three. I think the only other guy that you said could be in contention is Vucevic. But uh, I think the amount of versatility that Adebayo has shown is the reason that I have him slightly over Vucevic. Yeah, and that that's another tough one. And I was debating, but... I truly think Nikola Vucevic, he has just been the better player. I I do think so. And he's a reason why, and I know the Magic haven't been too good this season, 
but he's the reason why they're still even contending in games at this point in contention when they step on the floor every single night. He's the guy who is leading their team. And without him, who knows what would happen. And he can actually lead his offense. And I don't know if Bam Adebayo can be that guy who you give the ball to at the top of the key and he can go to work. Bam Adebayo is an incredible player, like I said. This was that decision was hard for me because honestly, it was truly down to those two, I think, for my last spot. But I, I had to give it to Vucevic because of that reason. Like I said, he's just been going to work, especially at the offensive end, a true leader. And he's been the guy who's been even keeping his team in contention since the Magic are not a very talented team. But Vucevic is definitely talented himself. But let's move on to the Western All-Star Reserves. And I'll start off in Damian Lillard. Like I said, I think he should have been a starter. Most definitely deserves a reserve spot. Donovan Mitchell. I think people are overlooking him. I honestly think he's top 10 in the MVP race right now. Jazz have the best record in the NBA and he is playing like the best player on that team. And he's just been incredible all around. Chris Paul, I think this is probably one of my more debatable ones, if not the most debatable pick. And Chris Paul has just been a true leader for this Suns team. And he's, I think, the main reason why they are in a very good spot in the Western Conference right now. He's winning games from... He's very clutch. He's playing very clutch. And he's also averaging 17 points per game, eight assists, five rebounds. Very solid numbers, especially from a point guard at his size, at his age. And he's winning. And he's showing up in the clutch. I like Chris Paul. I have him as my final guard in the Western Conference. But moving on to the forwards, I got Paul George, PG-13, doing incredible things for the Clippers this season. I really think people are overlooking him because of his pandemic P performance in the playoffs. Uh, the, the, but he's really bouncing back this season, averaging 24, six and six on incredible numbers from the field in terms of shooting percentages. He's truly having a great season. Zion Williamson, I think just because LaMelo ball got drafted into the NBA People aren't giving Zion enough uh, uh, attention as they should be. He's averaging 25 points per game and seven rebounds. I mean, very solid numbers, better than he was putting up last season. And every post on my Instagram feed was Zion Williamson last season, but I don't see that this season. They should definitely be giving him more attention this season because he's putting up all-star numbers. So he definitely deserves to be an all-star. I got Rudy Gobert in there. I mean, he's averaging 14 points per game, 13 and a half rebounds, and nearly three blocks per game. And he's on the best team in the Western Conference, the best team in the NBA, matter of fact, in the Utah Jazz. I think he deserves to get in. And this one was a hard one for me. But I had to put Anthony Davis, AD, in. He hasn't been the best this season, definitely compared to his uh, past uh, seasons and his past numbers that he's been putting up, but he's putting up 22 and a half points per game, eight and a half rebounds. 
definitely solid numbers, not quite the AD numbers we're used to seeing. That's a reason why he isn't a starter and might not be an all-star this season. But the Lakers are playing very well, especially when he's on the court. So I think you have to put him in as a reserve, but it's going to be close, and I'm not even sure if he will get in. But I truly think he deserves to get in, and he would be my final forward to get in. If I had to pick out of those, I would say he would be the last one to get in, especially since he hasn't been the healthiest this year. But he's putting up very solid numbers, so definitely worthy of getting in, but in my opinion, over anybody else. But I would debate Christian Wood, maybe DeAndre Ayton for another big. But I don't know if many other bigs will uh, put up a good competition for Anthony Davis aside from those two. And I truly think Anthony Davis deserves to get in over any of those. But because Christian Wood hasn't really been healthy and Ayton just doesn't put up the point production and only averages about three and a half rebounds more than Anthony Davis per game, both putting up great numbers. But like I said, Wood hasn't been healthy at all this season. I mean, I I don't think he's played more than 10 or 12 games. I know Davis hasn't been the healthiest of all players either, but Davis has been putting up better points per game. And I believe only, two, two and a half rebounds less per game. And I just believe Anthony Davis is a more talented player. So, yeah, I got Anthony Davis getting into the All-Star game. So to wrap up my Western Conference All-Stars with the reserves, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Paul George, Zion Williamson, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, Andrew, and for my guards – I have Lillard and Mitchell. I think those guys are unanimous. There's no reason why they shouldn't get in. But my third one is D-Book. I think that he's the main reason the Suns are this good. He's been the one constant, it seems like, forever for the book or for the Suns, excuse me. He's still averaging 25 a game, maybe not as good shooting as per usual, but I think that he's been better than Chris Paul this year. And although Chris Paul has been doing his thing, I think that he's not an all-star compared to D-Book. I think he's even lower than Deer and Fox and other guys that I didn't mention. And for my front court slash forwards, I got PG. I think that's an that's a given. I think he's arguably the best wing that didn't make the starting lineup, obviously. And then there's Zion averaging 25. And what I think you said eight. I believe 25 and 25 seven. and seven. Yeah. 25 and seven. He, I've never seen a player go from overrated to underrated so quickly as Zion Williamson. I mean, he went from the only thing that anyone could talk about and now no one's talking about him and he's averaging 25 points per game. It, it's honestly a shame that no one's talking about him, which I never thought I'd say in my life, considering ESPN exists and the only two things they would talk about about two years ago was LeBron James and Zion Williamson. So it's pretty interesting that they're not talking about Zion Williamson at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if the the talk on Zion Williamson picks up as the Pelicans begin to win more games and as Zion begins to have bigger numbers. And then I have Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert. Um, He's been the best defensive player for probably the best defensive team in the NBA 
in the Utah Jazz. I mean, some people are comparing them to the Spurs as the most fundamentally sound team like we've ever seen. I wouldn't go that far, but I think that he's one of the main reasons that the, the Jazz are this good. I don't think you can leave him out in any way. And then my final guy, you we both had between Seawood and Anthony Davis. I just can't put AD in for a guy that we thought was going to come out averaging 28 and, I don't know, 12 rebounds. He's been utterly disappointing. at go. Actually, his numbers have dipped significantly. And Christian Wood is – like you said, you said played 10 to 12 games. He's actually played 17. He's only played six less games than Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis has had his fair share of injuries throughout the year as well. I think that for Christian Wood to just put up these numbers at an unexpected rate, I think he deserves it more than Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis had much higher expectations going into the year and definitely has not lived up to them, Andrew. Yeah, I I just think, Anthony Davis deserves to get in over Christian Wood because he's just been slightly more healthy than Christian Wood, and he's just a more talented player, in my opinion. But I I think that wraps it up for today's episode, if I'm not mistaken. I believe we got through our reactions to the All-Star starters and reserves to – and the reserves for each conference's All-Star teams. Yeah, Andrew, you're completely right. I think this is a great spot to wrap it up. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.